Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm the Sam and Sam Says, and today I'm so happy to welcome Julie Goldstein, VP of Government Affairs and Market Access for Digital Diagnostics and IMHIP Trusted Partner, to talk about the use of AI to address important quality measures for diabetes patients. Julie, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And we are so excited to have you. I think twofold, so first and foremost, you know, one of the conditions we really hear about most often um, in Medicaid patients is diabetes. Um, but also, I am a member of the Illinois Chapter um, Community Leadership Board for the ADA. And so this is near and dear to my heart. And I love improving quality measures. And you guys really are just sort of hitting that, like, perfect sweet spot of so many of our interests and passions and needs. Um, and I just really feel like this is going to be a robust and dynamic discussion. But like, just to get started, AI, we hear about it all the time. It feels like it's sort of this buzzword in the space right now. And we hear about it, I think, you know, with the regards of like chat, you know, GPT or whatnot. But can you talk about what it means in healthcare and with eye exams for patients with diabetes and sort of that that bigger picture and why it's so important from a quality, accessibility, affordability, and really, I want to underscore equity perspective. Absolutely. Happy to. And thank you again for having me. Super excited to be here. And we just so appreciate I'm Hip and all that you do. Um, we also really appreciate the ADA and it's so important diabetes. I have I have several members of my family who live with diabetes. I know it very well, um, and I've seen the toll that it can take on people, um, particularly when it relates to the eye exam. And so I was so excited when I had the opportunity to come work with digital diagnostics because I really felt like this company was doing something so important for communities and um, and it just really people who live with a condition that I care so deeply about. Um, so thank you to begin with. Um, AI in general, really big question, and you're right, it's such a such a buzzword right now. And in some ways it gets a lot of negative press, in other ways it gets positive press. But the way that we look at it is that it has the opportunity to really improve care at the and the relationship between a person who lives with diabetes and their healthcare provider. Um, we know that there are many, many millions of people who live in the United States with diabetes. And we also know the challenges with getting the eye exam every year. Um, in Illinois alone, we know that about 1.3 million people live with diabetes. And in Chicago area specifically, there's high, high rates of undetected diabetic retinopathy. Um, we also know that this really underscores, this is really hits and underscored in the communities of of color um, and it hits rural communities in equal areas and equal at equal levels. And, and it's, so it's really an issue that impacts and cuts across health disparities. Um, we also know, in addition to diabetes, that one of the 
big problems is diabetic retinopathy, and that can occur from uncontrolled or out-of-control diabetes. Um, there is a reason why there is a recommendation from the American Diabetes Association and the American Academy of Ophthalmology that people who live with diabetes get an eye exam every year to look for diabetic retinopathy. And that is because people go blind. And it is diabetic retinopathy itself is the most frequent cause of blindness and vision loss in the United States. Um, so that's a big, big deal. And there's really an opportunity to do something different about it. Um, but you did not ask about that. You asked about AI. And just to say with AI specifically, AI has an opportunity to bring care into the primary care setting or the frontline setting where people are already going in to get their eye, to get their comprehensive diabetes management and their other exams. And so there are huge opportunities. We know that patients really don't go to the ophthalmologist or the optometrist to the eye care specialist and the frequency that they should be, um, and that there's opportunities to address it. And that's where AI can make a huge difference. I just, I love that you really broken that down and not only from an equity perspective, a retinopathy perspective and how you use technology, but why it all matters. Um, and and then like that underlying link, like what are we trying to solve for? And it really is that if you have diabetes, you can go blind, right? Like and and you need to get this annual retinopathy exam. But and you know my understanding is that it can be hard to get in to that specialist appointment. It is you know, when, when you're not doing it from a technology standpoint, you are getting in, you know, to an optometrist, an ophthalmologist to get that exam. It is a secondary appointment. You know, when you're talking about Medicaid members, you're talking about additional transportation, additional appointments, wait times, all of that. And so can you just talk a little bit about how digital diagnostics and improving access with AI, it improves quality of care, but, and, um, you know, from an access perspective, what that really means? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, we were just to, I think, just to, just to bring this really home, we were talking um, before about what it's like to be a parent and to have children. People on Medicaid do not have the time to go coordinate another appointment. Um, AI is not designed at all to replace a comprehensive eye exam or to replace what an eye care provider can give but it is designed to meet patients where they are. Um, we do, as a company, differentiate between types of AI and in, in, in terms of ethically designed and rigorously validated AI. Um, one of the things that makes digital diagnostics so unique is the founder is a brilliant, not only ophthalmologist, but also a computer scientist and really used ethics in the design to underscore everything that we did with the AI. And so the AI is not only tested and validated in a representative national population, but it's also cleared by the FDA for use in the setting that is intended to use. And so it addresses a real access issue. Um, it removes bias 
that may otherwise exist by care providers. The AI can't see what the patient looks like. The AI is agnostic to color of skin or the what a person's background might be. And so when not only do you have access issues, but there's also bias issues. And when you have ethically designed, rigorously validated, FDA-cleared AI, it starts to remove each of those barriers that exist. Um, and that's where that's what becomes very interesting is how do you address something at the site of care that is a, really addressing an access issue for patients? It absolutely does. I love that you sort of lay that because we hear about this in other sort of AI discussions, or I hear about it, where AI can further bias that we have as individuals if, as you develop it, you don't take really purposeful ethical action to ensure a diverse and representative um, amount of data information is used to develop AI. And we sort of see that um, in other, um, you know, formats. But I love that when we talk about digital diagnostics, you guys have already done that. It's FDA approved. You, you went through this really rigorous standards, because if you don't go through that, then, and especially when you, you're talking about Medicaid, and it, it there, you just sort of further perpetuate that bias um, that exists from a human perspective, then you don't, you're not solving for anything, but digital diagnostics has included that representative sampling and diverse, um, you know, patient set in developing your tools. And, and that allows for um, the removal of bias. It allows for a comfort in using these tools and using this technology. And it makes the life easier for patients, especially, you know, Medicaid members are, are busy parents, just like all of us. And the idea of like an extra appointment is just, it's a lot. Um, but being able to trust the technology to avoid that extra appointment, having the providers trust the technology is really key. Um, and, and I just love that you guys have sort of done that. And I like the way you frame it in that ethical, purposeful fashion. Oh, absolutely. Completely agree. We we absolutely believe ethics come first, not last. Um, and, and it's not only in the design of AI, and this is what's so interesting about AI, is one of the beliefs that our founder holds true is that ethics includes the development of the AI in where the use will occur, what we call intended use. So the idea that um, in the development of the AI, when it was FDA cleared, it was intended to be used in the healthcare system in the frontline setting by care providers who made themselves not be eye care specialists. And um, that helps people who live with diabetes, Medicaid beneficiaries to be able to access, but it also helps the providers themselves trust the AI. And, and that's, that is first and foremost before you can even move the needle on ethics is or in access is making sure that 
it's rigorously validated that all bias is eliminated and it's also tested in the intended use setting. I love that because it doesn't help if you test it in a lab where everybody knows, you know, it solves for all of that, right? Like, oh, if you're having it by eye care, you know, just tested by eye care specialists, you're having it tested in sort of perfect scenarios, if you will. Um, that's just not how the real world works, right? And so that, you know, may, and then it doesn't, uh, you know, I love the the comment about that buy-in and that provider trust because it is really critical. It doesn't help access if you have this technology, but providers don't trust it and then don't use it. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, so what does it mean? You know, when I think about it, and one of the things that always inspires me is to, Look at look at what happens in the real world. I um, sadly know people who've lost sight due to diabetic retinopathy, and there really is a reason to do something about it. There's a reason the quality measure exists to begin with. Um, but one thing that I do want to say is where we've implemented the system, and many times we've implemented in provider groups who serve Medicaid, who serve Medicaid patients or people who are paid for by Medicaid, such as federally qualified health centers, one of the things that we've seen is a detection of about one in four, one in four and sometimes one in three, who have potentially blinding levels of diabetic retinopathy. And those people who live with diabetes may have otherwise gone missed. And so it really does move the needle to bring the system into the settings of care where people are going to get their care to begin with. And that is the whole reason why AI exists, to make it easier on the patients, easier on the providers, and to have unbiased care that can move the needle in terms of patient outcomes. Oh, that is amazing, Julie. So can I just like, from just a process perspective, an FQHC, they have, you know, this digital diagnostics technology in their FQHC, you know, they, they're providing their comprehensive healthcare, um, FQHCs, federally qualified health centers, I mean, serve so many Medicaid members. They're really a cornerstone of our program, of course. Somebody goes through, they, they use the, the, they do get an eye exam, and it flags for them, I guess, is probably, you know, like it. there's a risk that it identifies retinopathy. Then is the next step, of course, to refer out to that eye specialist? Is that how that process works? Absolutely. And we, we hold true that working with the eye care specialist is super important to the development of this technology. And so what we've seen is that this allows the referral to the eye care specialist and the eye care specialists are often very appreciative of it. We've heard in some instances that the eye care specialists have seen a complete different patient population come in than would have otherwise come in. Um, and so I can't tell you the number of times that I have heard that 100% of the people who are referred with diabetes to the eye care specialist had in fact diabetic retinopathy that needed to be treated. 
and um, that would have otherwise gotten missed. And so working with the eye care specialist is front and center to what we do. Also working with the patient-centered medical home is front and center to what we do. And that's been very important for improving access. And what I, I want to say, we talk a lot about in the clinical space and healthcare of like everybody practicing at the top of their license. And to me, but I want, you know, you're more of an expert for sure. It feels like with AI and being able to do these screenings, we're really expanding our workforce, we're improving access, and then we're making sure that eye specialists are really practicing at the top of their license, focusing on those who have retinopathy, who need treatment, um, as opposed to just doing the screenings where there's there's this technology that could do the screenings. Oh, it's a win-win for everyone. It's it's It really has been a win-win for everyone. What we hear from the eye care specialist is exactly that, is that this allows them to practice at the top of their license and it allows them to provide care to patients who really need their services rather than spending their time just doing screenings. At the same time, what we often say, and we say it repeatedly, is this does not replace a comprehensive eye exam. This addresses people who live with diabetes who are not otherwise getting their eye exam on a regular basis. And we hear it year after year after year, especially at the FQHC sites, that they're just not getting their eye exams. And can you imagine being able to prevent blindness by providing a simple exam as part of the comprehensive diabetes management program in the frontline care setting? It is a huge, it is a huge needle changing. It's huge, huge for patient access and for care and for every provider that's involved. Absolutely. Oh, Julie, this has been such a fascinating conversation. You have really, oh my gosh, this is not a pun, an intended pun, but you've sort of opened my eyes to like the positive side of AI and how that can be used in a healthcare perspective, you know, in a healthcare setting and expand access, improve quality. I hadn't really thought of it necessarily as helping with our workforce shortages and some of the challenges we face and that we're going to face long-term um, and how technology can be part of the answer. It's not the only answer, but it could be part of the solution. And so thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And we, again, are so appreciative of you. So thank you. Of course. And I'm so grateful for you and to our listeners to learn more about I'm Hip, to learn about other interesting podcasts like this one, and to learn about becoming a trusted partner like Digital Diagnostics. We encourage you to visit our website at imhip.org. And of course, don't forget to like and follow us and Digital Diagnostics on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm Samantha Oldsfry with Sam and Sam Says. Thank you for joining us and until next time, be well and stay safe.